Welcome to the Medit Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Ever Wonder Why? Today's sermon is entitled, Does God Love Me? Today we're going to be looking at the most famous verse of the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Some verses of the Bible say everlasting life. And it's great to know that we can have everlasting life because God loved us that much. And that was from John 3.16. And today we're going to dive really deep into knowing that God loves us. And God's love makes you and me and everybody worthy. So today, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, so let's dive into this today. Today we're going to be continuing our series, Ever Wondered Why? Ever wonder why? Have you ever wondered why some things happen and why things happen? So we've been asking some challenging questions over the last several weeks, and today we're going to be continuing that, and today's sermon is titled, Does God Love Me? Does God Love Me? Man, I forgot something a while ago. If you're here for the first time, we're super excited that you're here. It should be in a card that you got on your way in or a seat in front of you or nearby. Take time to fill it out. Stop by our VIP area. we got a special gift we're going to put in your hands. Say how awesome it was for you being here on Easter Sunday. If you're on our online campus, just comment, I'm new. We're going to send you that same information. We're going to reach out to you this week, tell you how awesome it was for you being with us, uh, and just send you a nice letter in the mail. I promise you I'm not going to spam you, but we're just going to send you uh, that nice uh, little letter to say how cool it was for you being with us. All right, for real, we're going to continue our series today. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about some things. But John 3.16 says, For God loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Some versions of the Bible said everlasting life. And that's really cool to know. ADD. Uh, it's really cool to know that, that we can have everlasting life. Man, that's, that's pretty cool. Who wants everlasting life? <laughs> I, I'd like to have everlasting life knowing that maybe I can eat uh, McDonald's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, knowing that nothing's going to happen. I'm going to have eternity uh, eating McDonald's or eating mac and cheese or you know eating whatever I want and not gaining any weight. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. And this Bible verse, John 3, 16, is the most quoted scripture in the Bible. And it's also the most well-known verse in the Bible. And that's good to know that for God so loved, God so loved. And for years and years, we've heard this, for God so loved the world, the world. But oftentimes, and we've learned through this series, is sometimes I'm not sure he really loves me. You ever felt like it at times and, and you've been sitting there and maybe maybe you went to church like me my entire life and, and you've heard this scripture over and over and over, Easter after Easter, Christmas after Christmas, every sinner prayer they say. I've heard this over and over and over. But there's been times that I've questioned, well, does God really love me? This one little country boy in the middle of the nowhere, no-name town, does he really love me? I love all these people in the world, he loves me. He cray-cray. And, 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 and then let's just kind of relate here just for a moment. Is when we really stop and we think about this and we think about our lives, can, can, how can God truly love me? He knows when I was a kid, he seen me steal that chocolate bar. He seen me go over and get that last piece of cake and then blame it on my brother said he done it. Let me tell you what he did to my girls yesterday. 
So they had a birthday party. He's down there talking to them. I'm over here talking in-laws, other people, telling them bye, have a good day, we'll see you tomorrow. He's down there telling them, let me tell you what he did to them. He told my girls, because they had a friend there, he told them, he said, when, when your daddy was little, he used to punch himself or hit himself, and so he can cry and then blame it on me so I get in trouble. I said, don't you believe that lie he said? I didn't do that. I said, now don't y'all be doing that shenanigans over there because I know you will. And I used to question sometimes, I'm like, Mom and Daddy, do you really love me? Do you really love me? Because, you know, I, I know I know that I really wanted that piece of cake. And I tried to blame my brother because, you know, I wanted him to get in trouble, not me. Because uh, that's what we want to do. Uh, but, but there's been times I'd question, well, Mom, Dad, do you really love me? Spouses, y'all ready for this? Spouses, y'all ready? Y'all ready? <laughs> Honey... <laughs> Do you really love me? <laughs> if you really love me, you'll go in there and fix me something to drink. <laughs> I ain't fixing you nothing, I'll fix you all drink. But do you really love me? Those are silly examples, but, but I mean, in life, I mean, let's just think about it. We've done some dumb things, ain't we? Amen. Me too. And, and I know for me, I'm sitting back and I'm like, man, I've done some stupid things. But does God really still love me after all those things that I've done? And today, if you aren't sure that Jesus truly loves you, I'm here to tell you I got some good news. God still loves you. God still loves me. Any of my mistakes, any when I was aggravating my brother and, and maybe hit myself for time or time, I don't remember doing that, but, but maybe I did. <laughs> maybe he made it up. I don't know. <laughs> but he's still making up stuff, no <laughs> But, but, but seriously, like, like I, I, I know that even my mistakes, that God still loves me. Even your mistake, God still loves you. There's nothing too little or too big for God. There's nothing we can do in our life that God can't forgive us from. And say, let me, oh, y'all, we can do some really bad things and God will still forgive us. God still loves us, even though we may, as humans, not think that they deserve to get forgiveness. But God said, I love the world. I send my son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. That's good news. You got to, so, so again, don't go out and freely sin. But if you've done some dumb things in your life, you don't feel like that God loves you, I'm here today to tell you he loves you. He loves you evermore. See, see. <laughs> and, and sometimes likely because we're thinking this, because we're thinking of the wrong kind of love. The wrong kind of love. And there's several types of love out there. Yeah, honey, I need you to go get me that drink. I need you to rub my feet. If you really love me, you'll rub my feet and rub my back. If you really love me. <laughs> Number one, if you're taking notes. A love that loves. A love that loves because the objective or the object is valuable. The object's valuable. Who in here has got something nice that they really like, that they love? Anybody? I know for me, I got a lot of things that I love. Y'all know what I got? Uh, Y'all ready for this? <laughs> that I really love? I got a house that's got running water. And I love that. I can take a shower. I'll be out here. I'll be sweating. Like when I leave here today, I'm going to have to go home. I'm going to take a shower because I've been sweating since 6 o'clock this morning. I'm about to die. <laughs> and, and, but I'm thank God for those things. Little things. And, and there's some nice things to have. It's valuable to me. It's valuable. You guys got valuable things? I got some nice things too. That I really like. 
I got a vehicle, and thank God I can almost afford to put the gas in it. <laughs> it's bad. But it's valuables. It's nice. I love my truck. I love it because I, if I need to throw trash away, I can load up the back of it. You need help moving. I can put a couch on the back of it. I can put a refrigerator. I love it. It's valuable to me. And, and, and we were talking about this this morning, me and Tracy were talking. You know what else I love about my truck and why it's hard for me to get rid of my truck because it holds value? It has a lifetime warranty on it. Yes. <laughs> that they don't, mail, they don't sell anymore. And so it's hard for me to get rid of it because it's valuable. And I value my, my, my wife, my family. They're valuable. You see, this is the most common type of love out there. And this is a type you guys probably know very well. Maybe you got that favorite shoes out there. I love my shoes. Maybe you ladies have that favorite purse, that nice outfit. Man, you guys are dressed up for Easter and it's beautiful. You got that car that has some heated seats in it when it's cold during the winter here in Pilot Mountain. Those are nice. We talked about uh, the Tesla still the week. Man, them things are nice. They'll drive themselves. They're valuable. Love that loves because the object is valuable. And see, my problem is, is I don't forget the value, the value that it holds. And sometimes I look at my life and I try to say, well, maybe I'm not that valuable to God. There's other people out there that's doing better things than we're doing. They're living a better life than we are. They get their podcast posted up on time where we're lagging behind. They're better than me, so I'm not as valuable to God. And at times, and I beat myself down because often I don't think I'm good enough. I fell in short. I messed up. I've done stupid things. You've done stupid things. Online campus, y'all done stupid things. Podcast listeners, when y'all listen to this later on, have y'all done some dumb things? Amen, right where you at. Taking notes number two, a love that loves and gives value to the object. Now, <laughs> y'all think about this for a minute. <laughs> think about this. Back to your childhood. Let's go back a little bit. Some of you got to go way back. My dad. I'm just <laughs> but think back to, to those moments of your childhood to your favorite toy. Your favorite toy. Maybe you had a, a stuffed animal that, that, that was valuable to you. That doll. Maybe you had a blanket. Maybe you still have a blanket that's valuable. You brought value to it. And you gave it value because I really like it. I really need it. I really got to have it. It's the best one out there. I put value on it. Other people may not see it as valuable as you do. But you see it as valuable. So we, we were, me and Tracy, man, we've been, man, me and Tracy have been talking a lot. I like Tracy. She's awesome. If y'all know who Tracy is, come talk to her. She's amazing. She's got a lot to say. Me too. <laughs> That's why I get along so well. But we were talking yesterday, and, and I have my grandpa's cedar chest. And uh, he, he used to keep ball cards and stuff in and all kinds of crazy different things. But, but he kept valuable things, what he felt was valuable in this chest. And, and we, once he passed, we were trying to determine what we were going to do with this chest. And I said, hey, if you don't want it, I'll take it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'll take it. Because <laughs> it was valuable to me. I put a value on it. Because it was my grandpa's been in the family. I mean, Tracy were talking yesterday. I said, you know, most people would have looked at it because it's missing a leg on one side. It probably needs to be restained. 
he smoked for a long time, so it's got smoke damage to it, and got that thing, and he lifts it up, it hits you in the face. But we found a purpose, and we put a value on it. It was not perfect. It didn't look the greatest, but we put a purpose with it. Now we just took all of our board games in there, and it makes it cool, and it's a cool spot, and I get to hold on to it. But I still love it. I still love it because it was my grandpa's, and I put a value on it. Now, you guys may not like it, but... But see, to be honest with you, the cedar chest itself probably has no value. Probably has no value. Most people probably wouldn't even want it. It's not a collector's item. It's not going to sell on eBay for thousands and thousands of dollars. It just ain't. But for me, for me... It's worth a lot because I put a value on it. Y'all think I'm crazy about my cedar chest? <laughs> I love my cedar chest. But it's value to me. It's not, how, it's not because of how you or anybody else looks at it. And we're valuable to God. And it doesn't matter how other people look at us and look at our lives and look at our past mistakes and look at our past issues our past problems, God looks at us and sees that we're valuable. We may be missing, I wish Chris was here. He might be missing a leg. It might be dingy looking. It might need a makeover. But there's value in it. Chris is missing a leg, by the way. All right. It's not what somebody else thinks. It's not what anybody else thinks. It's because I love this chest. I love the way it is. It brings the character out. Now, some of us get value, and we value our partners, our family. And, and y'all, y'all want to know something funny? Because Tasha was our kids' class today. Y'all know what she does at night? She snores. Shh, don't tell her. I'm telling y'all this. She can probably hear me, but she likes to snore. And she likes to snore really loud. She don't think she does, but she does. So y'all know what I do. I hold her nose. <laughs> I value her. She's wonderful. And I love her to death. And I'd go to the ends of the earth for her. But you know what I don't value? Her sleeping in a storm. <laughs> I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. But she's valuable. She's just like that cedar chest. Sometimes she may stumble, she may fall, she may need something fixed here and there. Sometimes she might need a makeover every once in a while, you know what I mean? Might need a new outfit. Might need her nails done. Because she's valuable. And that's how God's love is for us. We may feel like an old rag doll that we loved as a kid, or that G.I. Joe, or that, that special action figure. It may have flaws, it may be wounded, it may have even been broke, but we still love it. And that's how God loves us. We may be broken, we may be wounded, we may have flaws out the wazoo, but God still loves us. Nothing hides, nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is hidden from God. I like these people that say, that, 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 like Adam and Eve, <laughs> we can go back to the garden. So when Adam and Eve are in the garden and, and, and God set it up to have all these trees and all these fruits and vegetables and all this and in the garden, he's like, hey guys, listen, 
You can eat off every tree in the garden. Have anything you want, as much as you want, like an endless buffet. But you can't touch just one tree. One tree. And, and he's like, sorry, that messed me up. You can't mess with this one tree. And she went, and, and the story goes, it's the serpent tricked Eve into biting the fruit, and she bit off of it and immediately knew that something was wrong. She felt guilty. She went to eat, uh, Adam, and Adam ate out the fruit. And then they started to hide from God. They felt naked and ashamed. They were hiding. But see, God already knew. They were hiding out in the bush here. See, I knew I got this thing for a reason. They were hiding in the bush. And here come God. And God was looking for them. He's like, Adam, Eve. Adam, Eve. And they're over here. They're hiding. They're hiding out. They're hiding because they're scared. They're naked and afraid. And all of a sudden, they, they step out from behind the bush. And they're like, here we are, God. Here we are. And God's like, what you doing? God, we were naked and afraid. Well, who told you you were naked? What happened? But he already knew what had taken place. See, God knows our sins. God knows when we've fallen, we've fallen short of the glory. God tells us in the Bible. He knows our mistakes. We can't hide anything from him. Just like Adam and Eve, they tried to hide, but God knew. But what's great is, it's the grace of God. Knowing that even their mistakes, he said, okay, I still love you. This is what's going to happen. Here's your punishments for what you've done wrong. Parents ever come down on you, you've done something wrong, your parents come down on you, hey, you're going to do this, 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 this. So God could have killed him in that very moment, but he decided, hey, I'm going to give you grace because I love my creation. And so, and so we can hide from God and we, can, and we can try to hide out, but he already knows. He already knows our mistakes. He sees the scars that we've had from the past. He sees the sufferings that we tried to hide inside. The things that we keep buried that nobody else knows what's happening. God knows. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinning, Christ died for us, Romans 5 and 8. While we were still sinning, while he was going to the cross, they were still sinning. While he was going to the cross, as he was going up the hill and he was hanging there, they were still sinning. While he was hanging there, they were gambling for his clothes. Gambling right there at the feet of Jesus as he's at the cross, they were sinning. But he still died for them anyway. He still loved them enough. For God so loved the world. That even then, even in their sins, he was still loving them. He still loved them. God's love is an, an unconditional, imagine, uh, not imagine, emerging love. It's constant. It's, ever, it's never ending. That's the kind of love that I want for my family, for my girls, my in-laws, my mom and dad, my brother. My aunts, my uncles, I want that unending love. Knowing even in my mistakes, in the mistake that I may have made, that they still love me. Thank God that I have great family, then they love us. Even in the mistakes that we make. This kind of love here, it doesn't look for what's worthless in the object. 
doesn't look for what's worthless. They don't even look for what's worthy. Hey, well, look at what they done. Look at what they did. Well, this group over here, they 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 they, they bunch of sinners. This group over here, they 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 lovey dovey. They they on fire and and they doing the great things. And this group over here, it, it says this kind of love, this unconditional love that Christ has and that God has for each one of us. It doesn't look at the worthy or the worthless. It's the kind of love that gives worth and value to everyone because God doesn't love you because you're worthy or you have nice things or you do great things or you're nice to everybody he loves you unconditionally God makes us and God's love makes you that worthiness so you ought to know today that God makes each and every one of us worthy even when we've done wrong things 1 John 4 and 8, it says, God is love. In the latter part of verse 8 there. Verse 9, it says, this, this is how God shows his love among us. He, sends his, he sent his one and only son into the world that he might live through him. This is love, in verse 10. Not that we love God, but that, that he loves us. And he and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. And this is a very powerful verse here. There's a lot of power within this. And there's a lot to know that, that, that when he wrote this, John here, when he wrote this, he hadn't been baptized. He was just a disciple. He was just hanging out. He was just one of those that was a follower. James and his brother John wasn't quite disciple material he went to them they were this rough group of guys that were fishermen out there on the bank they had this reputation that probably wasn't so good but Jesus still went to them and said hey listen I want to make you fisher of men he took them and he loved them and he showed them the way this is the way this is the way. Hey, listen, and I want you to go out and I want you to tell the world about me and my love and the grace that I give them. And that's what's cool, knowing that, and see again, see, we know the book and we know how it plays out and we know how it pans out. But God is good and God is good all the time. But in the beginning there, when, when he met with disciples, they weren't quite disciple material. Y'all, I've been in the fire service this month. At the end of the month, it'll be 18 years. Long time, I've seen a lot of people go. I've seen a lot of people come. I've seen a lot of fresh people, and some of them are dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> Let's just be real. I was dumb at one time. You know. But I had, I wasn't, when I first got into it, I wasn't, I was young. I was 15 years old. I didn't have a clue. I wasn't farming material. I didn't, I was just, I was, <laughs> I was like, I just want to do this because my dad done it. I've been around him a long life. Yeah, I just want to do it. But I, I wasn't ready. But I had to get taught. And there were some great men and women there that took me under their wings and guided me and guided my steps and helped me achieve goals. 18 years later, I'm still doing what I do and I love it and I've grown a lot and now I'm able to help others and disciple them and, and teach them because when I first started, I wasn't ready. And it's just like God, sometimes he sees us when we're not ready, but he takes us and he guides us. And he says, hey, I'm going to make you 
ready and I'm going to make you better and I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Imagine, let's take a a quick glimpse at uh, Luke 9 here, just a very, very quick glimpse. Luke tells us that people didn't welcome it of, of Jesus. And how do we know this? Luke 9, uh, uh, 54. When the, disciples, when the disciples, James and John, saw them, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? I thought you said God loved all people and Jesus loved all people, and all of a sudden you want us to call fire down? <laughs> Don't burn me. And that's what, that's what they, the, the, that people were thinking. Well, this loving God here can destroy us in a very instant and in a very moment. See, after the disciples went alone, they started getting that faith that they could call on fire to do certain things. And they can have the spirit to speak out in the name of Jesus, be touched and be healed. Thank God we have those same powers today in the name of Jesus. I'm getting off topic here, but, 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 but he asked here in Luke, should we call down for fire to destroy them? Now my journey here, sometimes I like to do that. Sometimes I like to call down fire. God, you know I'm mad at Tasha. and I need you to rain down fire on her. I need you to take her out. I need you to let her have a bad day. Because she's done been mean to me. She chewed me out. She told me I had to take out the trash. And now she's mad at me. Y'all can laugh. It's okay. But see, but they didn't, they didn't want to start a fight. They didn't want to start this fight. Because they knew if they started the fight, they were going to have to finish the fight. But thank God that there's victory when we need it. And see, back in the day, we used to play games, board games, and you know it was getting intense. Anybody in here maybe had game night and you've had a few game boards fly? Anybody? Me too. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at the firehouse. I've seen a few game controllers be thrown, so, so, some boards games be flown, cards fly over. It's been great. <laughs> but, but we weren't quite ready. But in those moments, I didn't want a fight to take place. Playing those games, they get intense, and they get in trouble, and I'm like, God, you need to let the fire run out on these people. I ain't about to do their shenanigans. I don't want to flip no games. But I knew if I had to flip it, that we're going to have to finish some things. I don't want to do it. So we had to find a better way. So they were, they, they were always trying to find a way out. <laughs> and God gives us a way out. We learned that a few things, or a series ago. And that's how they were in the beginning. The disciples in the beginning. But then John started spending time with Jesus. He started spending time with him. Master, hey, will you teach me, guide me, direct me? Show me the way, show me the ropes. And every moment of every day, Jesus spent showing love to everyone around him, including John, including Judas. I'm going to close with this. I don't know exactly when a lot of these things took place and, and you know, because John was a rough guy back in the day. And it probably took some time for John and some of the other disciples to start to get their identity to change because they had 
an identity problem because they were, they were fishermen. So they were probably around a bunch of rough people and a rough group. And so it had to change their identity. And we don't know how long it took, but because John started out, he said, three times a day, he said, the one that Jesus loves. I want to be the one that Jesus loves. I want to be the one that he wants, that he loves. Even when I mess up, when I, when I screw up and I do wrong things, Jesus is the one that loves me. And I would encourage you today that, that if you feel like that you messed up and you need a closer relationship with God, just call out to him. Hey, I need you to love me. And you know what's, you know what's really cool? Again, we know the Bible. And maybe you don't know the Bible. Maybe you don't. Maybe. I'm going to share something with you. We get to see the end of the story. In the Bible, we get to see the end, which is good for us. But in those moments before Jesus went to the cross, some events had to take place. So for the ones that don't know that about the, the story, there's a man named Judas who betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And, and what's crazy about this is the, maybe it's the morning of he went sold Jesus out says hey the one I'm going to kiss later on will be the one that you need to take out but Jesus at the last supper sat with Judas knowing that he'd already done or he's getting ready to portray him he still sat there the one that was going to sell him out that may be you today. That may have been you in the past. Hey, I was a sellout. I didn't want to have nothing to do with religion. I didn't want to, look, God didn't answer my prayer like I thought he should. And so I don't want to have nothing else to do with church. Why the bad things happen to good people? I don't know, but God's getting ready to pray for something bigger and better. Just keep holding on. But Judas was getting ready to betray Jesus. Jesus still sat with him. Jesus still ate with him. Jesus still washed his feet. You know what? Jesus still loved Judas. Jesus still loves each and every one of you today. On that third day, that morning, when they went to the tomb, and they went, Mary, Martha, to see the guards because they had seen Jesus die on the cross they were going there to preserve the body but when they got up there the stone was rolled away I'm sure in those moments leading up to till they got to the tomb that they were thinking gosh I can't believe he's not here I can't believe it's over I can't believe the past mistakes I, I no longer have a way sure when they got there and they seen it they're like oh my gosh somebody took his body somebody that stole Jesus so they went back or, or, or the angels stand there say hey he's risen he's alive and he's well go back and tell everybody <laughs> so that's good for us because we know that Jesus is alive and well because on Friday nights it didn't look good 
On Friday night and Saturday, everybody was weeping. Everybody thought it was over until Sunday came. And today, I believe there's some resurrections are going to take place in our life to knowing that, hey, I may have messed up. Guess what? If you messed up, Jesus and God, they both, they still love you. And there's some good things today. And there's some good things to know. You guys, well, if you can stand with me this morning, we're going to finish up. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross. God, thank you for loving us, even in our mistakes. God, when we stumble, we fall, and, we're, and, and we do things that we shouldn't. God, thank you for still loving us. God, today, reassure us and reassure everybody in here and podcast listener later on, God. God, that you are on the throne. And God, if there's things in our life that we don't feel that amount to you or worthiness to you, God, God, reveal to us that we are still valuable to you. God, if somebody don't know you today or needs to make a new decision for you, I know you all have to say a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. And reassure me that you still love me, even in my mistakes. Remind me that I am valuable. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.